Today on Laura Lin and Friends. And Laura, this is precisely the reason why we fled Germany, my parents and I, because we were we were not allowed to do homeschooling, and one by one, the laws that were protecting us were stripped from us, to the point where my parents' lawyers told them, "Look, there isn't a law here anymore that will protect you." And today, I find myself in the very same position. Where the laws that should be there to protect us, that should be acknowledged in a court of law, is not being recognized or is not being made available to the clients that need it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, and it does feel like the last days with everything that we're going through in Canada because the Toronto Star, Aaron, I don't know if you have that picture of the Toronto Star really quickly, uh, that has put up all of these hateful things towards the unvaccinated. Uh, most people would say that if you uh, put this kind of, you know, headlining uh, about a certain people group at all that might be called hate speech but apparently uh this is perfectly acceptable and they're saying if an unvaccinated purchase uh, person catches it from someone who is vaccinated boo-hoo too bad i have no empathy left for the willfully unvaccinated let them die i honestly don't care if they die from covid not even a little bit unvaccinated patients do not deserve ICU beds and it goes on and on and you know it's funny because I'm on a hate list in Canada I am called hateful and I don't think that that is very cool at all because the only thing that I've really said is that you know mutilating children uh, by performing transgender surgeries and giving them cross-sex hormones is child abuse and I don't think that's hateful I actually think that that is factual and it's because i care about people but somehow i get on a hate list but the way that they've treated us in canada remember that everybody when we couldn't go to restaurants for eight months i didn't have a date with my husband out at a decent place for months because of this kind of rhetoric and now even though we're finding out that if you've been uh, double vaccinated or triple or quadruple you probably don't have any natural immunity left in fact Aaron do you have that picture of all the doctors who have recently died uh, we have got about 17 doctors in Canada that have died in the last six months and Dr. Julie Panessi she is a professor who lost her job why because she had the audacity to decide that she had bodily autonomy and she was not going to get that vaccine. And she's saying, where are you? So the Toronto Star, she points out, uh, Global National, CBC News, City News, Toronto, National Post. Uh, Toronto Star is the one calling out all of these unvaccinated and yet they will not report on 17 doctors. 17 doctors who have died inexplicably. One of them, a tremendous athlete, uh, literally, ran daily has now suddenly in her youth passed away and nobody thinks this is important instead the hatred towards the unvaccinated why do we have that because we have a prime minister who is literally eliciting hatred towards the unvaccinated with everything that he said we're going to talk about that later in the show right now i want to go to our guest who is waiting he is an incredible man uh can we roll that clip of what just happened and took place in new york city uh, New York State. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. Is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory, this is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread the light, to 
pilgrimage to the Lord. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God puts into the very heart and the soil of this nation. This was sacred to God. This is exactly why I need some action for my people. All right, give me more of that. I absolutely love what is going on in America, and I hope that somehow we can bring this kind of incredible events to Canada because these people are telling the truth and thousands of people show up and America truly is being reawakened and I absolutely love it. You're going to love Clay Clark. Here he is and he's got his sidekick again, Aaron. Uh, Clay, I just love your sense of humor and I love your courage. I love the what you're doing in bringing amazing guests, uh, political leaders and well, doctors, all of the best stuff. Thank you. Well, I will say this, um, Aaron Antis uh, to my right, you know, he runs uh, one of Oklahoma's largest home building companies. And, you know, you have people like uh, Aaron Antis, you have people like Dr. Richard Bartlett, you have people like um, Dr. Sherwood. These are people that are boldly speaking out against lockdowns, quarantines, mandates. And Aaron, uh, he, Dr. Zellner, Steve Currington, and I, we sued the mayor of Tulsa to keep the city of Tulsa open during the lockdown. So, you know, we're approaching like a two and a half year mark in this fight. Yeah. And and I'm not getting worn out. I'm just I'm just getting going. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm seeing people rise up and wake up and speak. And I hope we're waking up enough people fast enough. I feel like right. we're running around the country waking people up. And the, the one piece of encouragement I have is for anybody who goes to timetofreeamerica.com. If you go to timetofreeamerica.com and you request tickets for our events, what I hear every time, I, a day, I, I get there at 6 a.m. each day. I try to the, the, get the doors open. I get there at 5. And I try to greet everybody. And I always ask them, how'd you hear about us? And I always ask them that. And then when the day two, I ask them, what'd you learn? And I'm telling you, and Aaron, you probably see people go, I had no idea all the time that Biden was working on executive order uh, 14067. I had no idea that Trudeau was working with Klaus Schwab. I had no, that, I had no idea that Biden delivered the keynote address, address for the World Economic Forum in 2016. I, I think people are waking up at these events, and I, I, I credit all the speakers, Cash Patel, Eric Trump. I mean, you see it. Oh, yeah, they all are waking up. I mean, people are awakening to different parts of what's being presented at the events. You've got you know, the election fraud, the medical fraud, the monetary fraud, all these different people, religious fraud. You've got all these different people speaking on all these different things and people are just hitting on these different areas. And then they're going, wait a minute, if you're getting involved in this, maybe I can take my time, my treasure, my talent, and I can plug you something as well. And that's what these are all about that. And we had like 400 baptisms. In New York. Yeah, yeah, 400 baptisms. That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder, are you guys the reason Anthony Fauci is uh, resigning very shortly? Um, there are a bunch of people today that called to tell me thank you um, for that. <laughs> I'll just tell you what, what I did or did not do. Um, I had the courage of my convictions, no more or no, no less than anybody else, any, any of the others, but I said I'm going to do an event in Tulsa. I called Aaron. I said, Aaron, these churches are canceling left and right. Help me find a venue. Aaron found Rama Bible College. Rama had the courage to to say yes. Aaron had the courage to ask. Uh, Aaron has handled scheduling the, the security and the porta potties and all of oh, the yeah. details. Uh, my job was to get the speakers to promote the event. And you know what you do is you put. Imagine that you were uh, putting up three hundred thousand dollars every um, thirty days. <laughs> In, on, in betting on people you've never met that they will show up and just to make sure there's no financial security in your mind, you let people name their price. That's what the tour is like. So I let people it. name yeah. their price. And I think people are so appreciative that everybody could, can afford. I talked to a lady today. She bought four tickets, X 22 listener. She paid $25 a piece fixed income. And she said, I cannot believe it's you. You let me pay $25 a ticket. I said, if that's what you feel like you need to pay, let's go. People want to get a VIP ticket. So there's an energy behind it. And I just encourage everybody to come to these events. Yes. You're going to truth about election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, monetary fraud. You can name your price and you're going to leave connected with patriots that are willing to help you fight back. Attorneys that will help you fight back. Doctors that will help you fight back. And Thomas Renz was the attorney in Tulsa who we brought up on stage. We let him, we have give him a bigger platform and found, and he's been just laying massive pressure, pressure consistently on Tony Fauci. 
And Thomas Renz has been working with attorneys and other attorneys and elected officials. And I would say between uh, Thomas Renz and Senator Johnson and Lee Dundas and Judy Mikovits, and I'm forgetting somebody, but Dr. McCullough, there's just irrefutable evidence that Fauci was lying pathologically consistently. And I feel like he finally got to the end and it was time for him to resign. So I would say big thank you to Thomas Renz, Lee Dundas, all the speakers, Dr. Judy Mikovits who put pressure on Dr. Fauci. And, and I do believe the tour gave a lot of these people the platform to do it, but big shout out to all the people that fought back. Yeah, I really do too. And I think that you're making a huge difference in America because a lot of people uh, are gaining strength. They don't feel like they're by themselves anymore. They feel like they have got um, support and they're not the only ones like-minded people gathering. There's such an energy there. And I love clay, um, and Aaron that you love that the gospel of Jesus Christ is being spread. People are getting baptized as well as hearing the truth. This is revolutionary for, uh, mm -hmm. the United States of America. It is the only reason why we're doing these events. It's That's to right. lead people to Christ. If we're going to save this nation, it starts with salvation. If we're going to start to save Canada, it's going to start with salvation. But fear the Lord, Proverbs 9, 10 says, for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of holy is the understanding. So people have to recalibrate what it means to be a Christian. Matthew 5, 10 says, blessed are ye who are persecuted for righteousness sake, ye shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. And we've got to have more people that view it as a sign of uh, endearment, as a positive thing to be persecuted and to be attacked by the deep state. And I will tell you, I don't have all the details right now, but I'll, I'm just telling you because your listeners need to know. Uh, the attorney general of New York did put pressure on the Reawaken America tour to cancel by sending us letters, et cetera. And I just signed off on the paperwork today to move forward on a lawsuit with the church in New York against the attorney general of New York. York. And so it's going to be a, a, a powerful case. Trisha, Trisha Lindsay, who happens to be a powerful attorney, who also happens to not be white, was very personally offended, personally very much frustrated by the fact that the events that she has chosen to team up with were labeled as white supremacy events when she, in fact, is black and five out of the seven keynote <laughs> pastors are black. And so uh, she and the pastor of Cornerstone Church and, and I were going after and, the attorney general. And my children. Are black, well, your ch so. yeah, the, the thing is, that just because you're kids are black just because five out of the seven keynote pastors are, are black just because the lead attorney who speaks at our events is black that is not proof that apparently the events are not you white, are white supremacy, supremacy. unbelievable <laughs> so again but thank you for carving out time i'm sorry we're so jam-packed today but thank you so much too. for letting us be here with you all right we're gonna thank put you. the poster Take up as you leave thank you very much and god bless you guys stand strong and uh we'll see you in uh washington on the idaho border september 16th and 17th we love you guys thanks for the, all the difference you're making you're terrific god bless get those tickets for idaho and washington time to freeamerica.com take care bye-bye yep all canadians bye-bye bye-bye we really do mean it uh let's put that up a little bit longer full screen there aaron um all canadians listen Get across the border any which way you can and get down and check out this amazing Reawaken America tour. Uh, it's at the State Line Speedway, September 16th and 17th, 10 a.m. Do you know what I love? I love that Clay Clark always starts his conferences at a reasonable time. Uh, you know, for all the, the time I've been doing conferences myself in Canada, uh, I just uh, remember... Um, uh, them starting at like at 9 a.m., a very ungodly hour. And 10, so 10 a.m. is very reasonable. And you go to 5 p.m., which they go, usually go a little bit late. Uh, they have about 5,000 tickets and they will be filled. So 50% off for all pastors. If you want to see, you know, what is going on in the world and how we are not alone. In fact, we are ready to fight, fight, fight. And we are ready to stand strong. Um, You've got to get to a Clay Clark event. I want to go to some highlights of Justin Trudeau's last couple of years before we start talking about what is going on in Canada. It's a big mess. So take a look at Justin Trudeau's, uh, you know, his, his stellar reel. Take a look. We are all Muslims in Canada. What we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, rece at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that 
half of this cabinet or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet are for or are actually young global leaders of the world we're paying for the provincial vaccine passports to make sure that when someone comes into a restaurant they'll know they won't be sitting beside a table of people who are unvaccinated when you go into a gym when you go to a movie theater you need to know that if you've done the right things you get to be safe you get to be rewarded for having done the right things that's what it's all about and those people who still hesitate who still resist well they won't get to enjoy the same things that those who've done their part for others uh, Canadians know that the way to get through this pandemic is for everyone to get vaccinated Justin Trudeau who actually failed to disclose to any Canadian that the Canadian government gets a kickback for every one of the Pfizer and Moderna shots because Acuitous and Arbutus Pharmaceuticals, both out of British Columbia, are the ones that invented the lipid nanoparticle that is licensed to inject the pathogen into everybody. Canada wins every time there's a shot. You deserve a government that's going to continue to say, get vaccinated. And you know what? If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice, but don't think you can get on a plane or a train besides vaccinated people and put them at risk. He was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians. We are all Muslims in Canada. Are we? Are you a Muslim? Are you Canadian? Are you a Muslim? I'm not a Muslim. We are not all Muslims in Canada. My Sikh friends don't think we are. My atheist friends certainly don't think so. And they're quite annoyed by that comment. So we would have thought that all of this that uh, Mr. Trudeau has said in the last year and a half would be so passe and, and would be so done with, you know, because as we're understanding that the vaccines are a failed experiment, they do not work, that the doctors are dying. And in fact, 13 stillborns um, apparently have died in a hospital. Now I called Lionsgate Hospital to see if it was their hospital. They asked me to ask for the information in writing. You know, they couldn't just say to me, um, it's not true. Y'all heard that, right? There was 13 stillborns. And so I did write a letter. I don't know if you have that on the screen there. I want to be sure that I am documenting clearly that I have done everything they've asked me to do in order to find out if it's true. They won't deny it. You know, if somebody calls me and they say, uh, well, this is good too. Uh, no, no problem. Let me just read this while you have it up. Uh, but um, this this has to do with Trudeau inciting hatred to the unvaccinated. And then the Toronto Star, at the beginning of the show, we showed you that they are printing all of these texts. Oh, these are just texts that people say, you know, if you're unvaccinated, we don't care if you die. We hope that, you know, you, you can't get an ICU bed. And indeed, in Canada, uh, if you need a life-saving operation, such as a lung transplant, and you have done everything that you can do, except for take the vaccine, you know the one that potentially has killed a lot of doctors and caused a lot of stillborn deaths? That one. Unless the lady who needs a lung transplant takes that vaccine, she doesn't get her life-saving transplant. Do you feel safe? That is my question to you in Canada. Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? Well, I wrote a letter and uh, I, I asked the hospital to please confirm, is this true? Have all of these uh, 13 stillborn deaths happened? Now, if somebody writes into me and they say, 
uh, Laura Lynn, um, you know, were shot in cold blood. And I would say, no, I wasn't. I wouldn't say, um, I'm not going to answer you over the phone. I would like a letter requesting the information. And then further, further to that, so I went about it. Hello, media department. I've sent it off to them. And uh, you can bring it back, Aaron. I just, I want to document everything that I'm doing so that if they attempt to sue me for misinformation, I'm going to say, listen, I really tried, Your Honor. I really tried to find out about the 13 stillborns that have been talked about by doctors on the, the steps of the art gallery. Why wouldn't a hospital be able to say, oh, yes, we, we did hear that rumor. We're sorry. Uh, you know, we want to confirm that is not true at all. There was no such events that happened, but they don't do that. They did call me back at one point to say that someone would be calling me. They returned my call to say someone will be calling you and still no call back. The next time I called, would you write this letter? I've written your letter. So what it appears is that a lot of women are having miscarriages because of the, the shot. And none of this should be a surprise because Dr. Paul Alexander in his Substack is reporting that this is going on. This is going on in countries across the world. So at what point? Does any vaccinated, let me, let me just temper my tongue right now because you are unlearned. You are ignorant to still be accusing unvaccinated people of being the danger in society. Quite clearly it is the vaccinated who have caused a danger. In fact, you've endangered yourself because now you have harmed your own body, which is not able to stand up with natural immunity to the virus and the mutants, the little mutant ninja viruses that are coming from the original virus. That vaccine has harmed women and their reproductivity. It appears it's harmed doctors unless we just want to think this is all chance. Uh, we're going to have later this week on uh, back to, to talk with us, Mr. Oluni from the UK. He is the, what, what do you, he's a, a mortician and he does those horrible jobs that I don't know whoever grows up and says, you know, I've always wanted to be a mortician, but John Oluni does that. And he gets to see what's on the inside of a body after vaccination. And if you saw his show with me last time, you would be horrified what they're finding. And it's not taken down. It has not been removed by Facebook. It has not been removed by Twitter. Why? Because it's true. And yet our country of Canada deems that they're still going to be requiring people to get this vaccine. And let me tell you why I think we're in judgment in Canada under the leadership of Trudeau, because those who should have known better have abdicated their positions and have hurt society. That is the churches who decided that you would need a vaccine to have a come to Jesus moment at church this last couple of years. Shame. Those universities, Trinity Western, those Christian schools, Langley Christian, supporting and endorsing by their requirements, that this vaccine be a part of a, a young person's life. I wonder, should the people 
at the Star, Toronto Star, be held liable for the hate speech that they're putting out? Someone does dare to ask that question. If you have that uh, handy, I don't know if you do. Let me just see if I can find it really fast. <laughs> uh, we did have uh, somebody asking basically, um, yeah, if the Toronto Star should be held liable. Yeah, let's go to, I think, Aaron, it is 80, whoa, 585. Should the Toronto Star owners be charged with criminal harassment and threatening conduct towards 85. unvaccinated Canadians, 85? Nice. Should they be held? Uh, it's not 85? 85. Uh, should they be held responsible for promoting and eliciting hatred towards a definable group. Can you imagine if I took all of the tweets where people talk about transgendering, where, yeah, I think that's the one, Erin, and I think you did show it before, thank you, uh, where people talk about their, their disgust with uh, Soji and some of these horrific books that are in the schools, which we are going to be doing a show on that coming up shortly because before the school end of the year, Chilliwack is on notice. Chilliwack School District, that they had better remove their pornographic children's books from the schools or some grandmas are going to have their field day taking you to court and getting you charged with criminal charges for child pornography shown in schools in children's books. You know, the only kind of people that would endorse sexualizing children, graphic content about sexual positions and pictures drawn depicting those positions being shown to any children, the only kind of people who would endorse that is pedophiles, pedophiles. We're done. We're coming after you. We started fighting this a long time ago, and we knew you were all a bunch of nuts that would support these kind of books that were in the schools, really creepy books. I remember there was one about um, a gay couple, and the whole book uh, had numerous pictures of their adopted children being in bed with them. It was weird. <laughs> Even if you talk about adoption with a heterosexual couple, and there are books about adoption. You don't feature being in bed with the adopted couple. It's all weird. And one of the people that we are actually booking on our show is someone who uh, dresses up for a living. I think his name is Bob. Uh, we're going to be having him on an upcoming show to talk about his disgust with what is going on with the sexualization of children and his anger towards parents who are allowing it. And I'm looking very forward to that day. I have a very special guest waiting in the wings and uh, he is a friend of this show. It's another reason that Canada is not a safe place. We've arrested pastors. We've charged those who care for the homeless in the middle of COVID, such as Pastor Archer Pulowski. Tobias Teason has had to face numerous harassment from the courts, and he's here today to tell us and give us an update. And I just honor you, Tobias, and I'm just so very, very grateful that you are here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Tobias. What What is going on? It's so good to see you. We've been at so many events together and uh, we've fought together. We've been in the in the fire. Uh, we've joined you in the, you know, the Winnipeg area. I've been to your home. I love your family, your beautiful children. You have fought a very strong battle against what you know to be tyrannical measures taken by our government. You've stood the test. Uh, you've had to pay a price for that. Can you tell us where everything is with all of your court proceedings and all of that? Yes, well, it has been quite a quite a journey lately. 
And of course, the way how the whole system works is they put out all these mandates and restrictions, but then it literally takes up to two years until you finally get a court. And that's done strategically because they know right in the moment the person's got support and everybody is um, pushing them forward and they got the adrenaline. But now two years later, we find ourselves fighting in court and, and having to stand up to the tickets that have been received. So, of course, I have all these tickets for keeping the church doors open, speaking at rallies, doing all these things. And also there was an arrest in October. And all of this has now been lumped together into one court trial, which was scheduled to start actually today, August 22nd. But before we could get to August 22nd, all of a sudden the Crown put forth a pre-trial, which took place on July 16th, where they wanted to put forth a motion to dismiss our charter arguments based on that a previous judge last year in May, actually the event that Laura Lynn was with us in Winnipeg, last year we had court proceedings right in May of six different churches that took the province to court for shutting us down. And as maybe a lot of you know, that judge ruled against us and said that our charter rights were not violated. So now the Crown Attorney said, look, a higher court in Manitoba has already found that charter rights were not violated in these instances. So we want to remove um, or restrict you from using the charter in your upcoming trial in August. 22nd. So that happened July 16. On August 2nd, the judge came back with, with the verdict and the judge pretty much sided with the Crown and said that she was a, a lower court and that she would have to abide by the ruling that the previous judge had made last year in May. And we brought forth a lot of evidence, new evidence, and a lot of arguments that were not heard last year in May. In, in On July 16, when they were trying to shut us down from using the charter, we said, look, we're coming from another angle in this case. And we gave the judge enough reasons that she could have overrided last year's decision and said, all right, I'll hear you out. For example, we said, look, there were the Black Lives Matter rallies. There were the no farmers, no food from India. There was um, Manitoba Hydro had strikes. There was the orange shirt rallies. And all of those took place without any consequences. In fact, right during the time when it was illegal to have drive-in church, that's when the no farmers, no food had their rally in Winnipeg. And it was a drive rally. So people were in their cars doing a rally in Winnipeg while at our place, people were in their cars having church. And I got a fine, but none of the others did. We brought forth all this evidence and the judge still sided with the Crown. And my lawyer explained it this way. The judge knew this was a very difficult case and was just looking for the easy way out. In fact, she said, if you don't like this decision, you can take it up with the Court of Appeal. So. Basically, today I found myself as a young Canadian going to court without being able to use the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom, which is put there in place to protect us. And I, I frankly don't really know still how to wrap my mind around that, that we would be forced. I didn't choose to go to court today. I had to go to court because of the fines, because of the arrest. And I had to appear before a judge without the ability of using our Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is our highest law, our highest protection, which is supposed to be guaranteed for all Canadians. That is absolutely terrifying. And I don't feel safe in Canada. And I don't feel people, I don't think that people feel safe in this country. And it is time to recognize what we are up against. Justin Trudeau and his globalist cult, they're doing the same things as what you're experiencing in the United States of America. The entire raid on Mar-a-Lago 
is exactly about this, taking away uh, the natural law of a country and operating as, you know, basically, you know, I don't know what you'd call them, JT, do you have a word for it? But they're, you know, they're just running roughshod over everyone, taking away the rights that should be there for each individual citizen. And if we don't, and if this becomes some sort of precedent where we're not allowed to use because we've all been saying hey we're canadians we have the charter of rights and freedoms right here you know we we love our country because it's free and yet this is this is very it's, it's so wrong it is and laura this is precisely the reason why we fled germany my parents and i because we were we were not allowed to do homeschooling and one by one the laws that were protecting us were stripped from us to the point where my parents lawyers told them look there isn't a law here anymore that will protect you and today i find myself in the very same position where the laws that should be there to protect us that should be acknowledged in a court of law is not being recognized or is not being made available to the clients that need it it really and truly is unbelievable. And so, um, do you have you have lawyers then that are uh, working for you on this? Yeah. So what we basically what we did today because we couldn't use the charter, we wrote a statement of facts saying, "That's right. On such and such date, I was there and there, with a group size of whatever five hundred people, and." Uh, we basically invited conviction because we had no other option. But our, our point is, after this is all passed, we will appeal the whole thing because we want to be able to argue the arguments we had prepared. So at this point, there was Fantastic. no other avenue. There was no other avenue but to invite conviction, plead not guilty, but invite conviction. And then we'll have to take it to the next level. So on Wednesday at 10 a.m., in Winnipeg, I will be there with my friends and we will be sentenced. And you will be sentenced. Um, so Probably monetary fines. Yeah. I mean, each ticket, each ticket can be fined, can be taken and a person can be fined up to a hundred thousand or up to one year in jail. Now my lawyer thinks that jail time is likely not going to be an outcome. Most likely not but likely the crown is going to try to get as much money from us as they can. Right. Okay. So we will be praying for your appeal and we will be praying for Canada to have, um, an awakening for what is happening to its citizens, because truly, um, I'm finding it interesting. I don't know about you, Tobias, but I'm watching how the mainstream media is beginning to get very angry about ArriveCan. And mm. I think that's hysterical because we were angry a lot earlier. They're all vaccinated and they're still having to do ArriveCan because it never was about it never was about the virus or even the right. vaccine. It was about digital ID. This is, as you say, you were from Germany. What, as, as you're, you know, I'll, I'll pose this final question to you. Your family had to flee Germany. Are you seeing the same things happening now in our country that, that you once saw? And every, they're after everybody. They're not just af after the unvaccinated and treating us badly. They're after every yeah. single person. Right. I, I see a lot of similarities and, and it somehow it, it struck home this morning as I was getting ready to go to court. And I was like, wait a minute, this is how my parents must have felt when they went to court in Germany, knowing there was nothing there that would protect them. It, it gives, it gives a person a very insecure feeling, a vulnerable feeling where you go there you know a judge is going to face you and you know you're going to have consequences forthcoming and you have absolutely no arguments you can bring i if, if someone would let that sink in it it struck pretty deep this morning for me 
knowing I have to go there and there's no arguments my lawyer can even make. So yeah, we definitely exactly. will Absolutely pray. Shocking. We definitely will pray and, and hope we will have better success in the court of appeal. And, but in the meantime, we just have to face whatever comes our way. Also, um, you know, we, we just were praying for, uh, um, Herbert Hildebrandt, who as well today has been found guilty. And uh, according to his testimony, he should not be found guilty of assaulting an 80 for you. We all know uh, Herbert Hildebrandt, and he, there is no way that he assaulted an elderly person deliberately and tried to hurt in fact, somebody. In fact, and, and that's just another thing. Mm -hmm. From conversations that I've had actually under cross-examination, the the elderly man actually confessed that his ribs were broken during a farm accident so oh. that all his, all of his injuries all took place not from that assault that he was claiming but yeah. that it happened on the farm and still the judge would refuse to take all that evidence into consideration this this is where we are at in canada we've got these corrupted judges yeah. that are likely bought and paid for that are yeah. furthering this agenda. Now, one thing I'm remembering right now, I was referring about this earlier court case that set the precedence in Manitoba. The way how it appears, and I could be wrong, but a lot of my friends have very similar views, is that this judge that set that precedence in Manitoba is the Chief Justice of the Court of Queen's Bench from Manitoba. And the suing that these six churches did in Manitoba was the very first opposition the government of Manitoba faced. And the judge saw his opportunity right there to squash any opposition right from the get-go. In fact, my lawyer has been telling me that he's got other clients besides me and just about every one of them is failing because of that outcome of that court trial last year to where all the provincial judges are just following suit and saying, look, that's a higher court. I have to abide by the outcomes of that court trial. So people in Manitoba have very little hope of winning in court because of that court trial and the outcome of that trial. Right. Well, God help us all. Tobias, we're with you. We're yeah. praying for you. And uh, I just thank you for being so courageous. You are such a good preacher. I have heard you speak so spectacularly at the events that we've been at. You do understand what we're going through and you're in the fire, but God always, always dances with us in the fire. And so we're with That's you true. as well. Yes. That's true. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tobias. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you. Well, we talked earlier about uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci having uh, a new way of seeing the world and perhaps deciding it's time for him to lay it all down. Take a look. Breaking news from the White House. Dr. Anthony Fauci is retiring. The man who led the U.S. response to the COVID-19 pandemic is stepping down from his role as the director of the National Institute of allergy and infectious diseases in December. Fauci has served under seven U.S. presidents, both Republican and Democrat, and for almost four decades served as the director of the NIAID. In a statement, Dr. Fauci said it has been the honor of his lifetime to have led the institute, which he called a, quote, extraordinary institution. Also in a statement, President Biden said, quote, I extend my deepest thanks for his public service. The United States of America is stronger, more resilient, and healthier because of him. <laughs> okay, so, oh, he's just the honor of his lifetime. This man is a menace. He's a menace. Um, I'm thinking of the wonderful book that I have that my dear friend Gary, who helps me to get a lot of information ready for this show, he's always sending me all the latest, and uh, he sent me Robert F. Kennedy's book, in that book, Robert F. Kennedy discusses what the reality is of Dr. Anthony Fauci's role in the AIDS crisis in the 80s. 
Do you remember that? Everyone was dying of AIDS. Well, people are still getting AIDS and they're no longer dying and we no longer have all of the misinformation roaming around about it all. But many of them died then. Do you, do you know why? Because Dr. Anthony Fauci promoted a drug called AZT and it killed thousands of people. Years later, oh, it's a coronavirus. What does Dr. Anthony Fauci know about coronaviruses? Well, he knows that in 2005, there was a huge study on how chloroquine, which is in hydroxychloroquine, is an effective inhibitor of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And you know what he did? He suppressed that information. He basically mocked Donald Trump when Donald Trump said that that might work. I wonder where Donald Trump got that information. It wasn't from Fauci who knew that hydroxychloroquine could stop COVID when combined with zinc. So Anthony Fauci put forward the shots and guess what else? Remdesivir, remdesivir that has caused the collapse and basically deaths of 40% of those who went on remdesivir who had COVID. He could potentially be the world's most unseen serial killer. I'm just saying potentially. That needs to be examined. And guess who wants to examine that? That would be Rand Paul. Rand Paul says that just because Dr. Anthony Fauci, and I think we have a, a slide for this, but just because Dr. Anthony Fauci is resigning and going to take it a little bit more easy in life is no, uh, no reason for them not to be going after them. So Fauci's resignation will not prevent a full-throated investigation. Oh, I like the way Rand Paul says things. Full-throated investigation. That means we're going for the jugular. And I pray to see it because Rand Paul's the kind of guy who does get that kind of thing done. Into the origins of the pandemic, he will be asked to testify under oath regarding any discussions he participated in concerning the lab leak. I think that the truth has a way of just revealing itself. Not only did Dr. Anthony Fauci participate in and, and help to fund through his own recommendations and his own hands, money passing through his hands to fund gain of function research. I remember when they first started saying gain of function research and I was like, what the heck does that mean? And then I, I heard, uh, I think it was Hannity was interviewing somebody and he actually had the boldness to admit it and say, well, what is gain of function? What does that mean? Well, it means helping a virus to have a higher level and a higher gain of function, a higher ability to get to be a worse kind of virus. And that's what's happened. That's exactly what they've done. Uh, so uh, 81, let's say, uh, we've. I think we've highlighted this, but the CDC now, uh, no longer are there recommendations to differentiate based on a person's vaccination status. Acknowledging breakthrough infections are common and taking natural immunity into consideration. This is very important because in Canada, it seems like we're a bit behind. Dr. Teresa Tam, Dr. Bonnie Henry, the Toronto Star, for instance, still promoting the hatred of the unvaccinated while science and data are way ahead of you. I believe that we need to press charges against those that are bringing hatred towards a definable group and a minority. Those who have remained unvaccinated are in the minority now in Canada, if you're to believe their statistics. Now, is that barring all of the <clears throat> saline solution shots? Is that barring all of the people that have the fake backs pass, the doctors who are now in trouble because they had fake backs passes? Minus those, we're still the minority. 
We are the folks who would not bow. We would not comply. We would not be railroaded, manipulated, or maneuvered into a gene therapy that could potentially hurt us. And we are now providing the most extensive evidence, the control group that did not take the vaccine. Now we're seeing evidence of those who end up in the hospitals being those who are being boosted. And our government in Canada would like us to be boosted every nine months. I don't feel safe, do you? Every nine months, they're not stopping with their pathetic assaults against us. They will increase it. It doesn't matter about the science. They want everyone taking a vaccine every nine months. I don't feel safe. I don't like the way this is going. I don't like that we're a lot like Germany where people had to flee. Trudeau, I don't know what's up with him. Do any of you takes an extended vacation and then he's back and I feel like something's up with him. He needs to go. Let's pray for a resignation very soon. That would be the best thing. Still won't let him out. Yeah, now, uh, every spike in Pearson is delayed or canceled. Oh, is that right? Right now? So Pearson, our airports that should be getting back to normal, I suppose. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, people can't really put their finger on it, but every flight in or out is delayed. Aren't they all vaccinated people on that? And I don't know what the rules are, everybody. Like, I, I know flying around uh, in the United States this last uh, little bit, I've had to take some flights and it's just routinely delays. There looks like there's a lot of people that are hired, but doc, um, the, the pilots sometimes are sick and they can't come in. I wonder why. Never, ever had that. Never had a pilot sick. In all the years I was flying, I, I used to fly uh, to do the TV show in Ontario and I would take um, probably like anywhere between four to six flights and in that turnaround. And I never have ever, ever had a pilot be sick. Something very strange going on. I wonder what it could be. All right. Um, Okay, I don't think that you have the Pierre Corey. Uh, let's go to 79. Data uh, that is showing the vaccinated are at a higher risk of dying. If you've got number 79 there, we'll briefly go through that before I end today. After uh, data show vaccinated at higher risk of dying from COVID, Canadian province uh, ends monthly reports. After the Manitoba Canada Public Health Agency reported data showing those fully vaccinated, not boosted for COVID-19 are at a higher risk of dying from the virus compared to unvaccinated individuals. Health officials stopped reporting on the data, a trend seen in other countries, including Scotland, the UK and the US. This is reported by a doctor, Julie Comer and Madhava Seti. And my hat's off to these doctors who clearly are trying to speak the truth, even in the face of all that is going on. Uh, let's look at this little video, number 27, Yuval Noah Harari, one of our favorites, a real psychopath, um, definitely somebody who wants depopulation in, who wants people to be hacked and believes that we can all be our own gods, basically, and that we can rise to that position of being a god and that that whole thing about Jesus, yeah, that's that's just fake news. Take a look. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom 
and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. There's a man who finds his meaning in life by demeaning other human beings, by trying to find ways to make their purpose null and void. This is a man whose purpose is evil works of darkness. And we are to expose those. There's a lady that I sure do love. Her name is, uh, this is number 71, Aaron, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. She is introducing a bill in the United States that criminalizes performing transgender medical care. I think this lady is a hero, not just because she's got nice blonde hair, because I like that, but she is being, and what she's doing is being, being labeled as disgusting and appalling. And the mainstream media is going crazy in attacking her and she is standing strong. She's my kind of woman. So representative Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced a bill on Friday that would make providing gender affirming medical care to transgender minors a felony. According to the language of the legislation, gender affirming care includes surgery for the purpose of changing the body of such individual to correspond to a sex that differs from their biological sex. It might include feminizing or masculinizing the facial features, hormone therapy, and puberty blocker. Puberty. Puberty blockers. Puberty blockers um, are included among other interventions. And I, I think this is terrific. Where are those in Canada bringing forward such strong stands? Pierre Polyev, you're getting a lot of attention out there. People are thinking that maybe you'll be the answer. Now you're very pro LGBTQ, pro transitioning of minors. Cause I certainly haven't heard one word from you that maybe that's not your gig. Pro uh, banning conversion therapy, which is pro banning any good and uh, authentic counseling for a young person who's confused. You're not standing up that they should get that kind of counseling. I, I don't think you voted for that to be allowed. Would you be willing, Mr. Polyev, to put forward something that bans the mutilation of children? Because it's getting very clear in the world as Tavistock has closed down its um, clinic in the UK, as doctor after doctor have quit. It's getting very clear that this is not working. Children end up in the highest suicide category. And despite changing their bodies to try to align with some feeling that they're having, some feeling implanted probably in kindergarten in one of those books that talks about Jerry's new dress or 10,000 dresses or my two moms, all of the indoctrination. I'm really proud to be heterosexual. I'm really proud of it. The way that you're proud of being who you are, I'm proud of it. But you know what? I could end up getting my, my media platforms canceled for saying I'm proud to be heterosexual. How bad is that? Our world is upside down and we're not safe in Canada under the leadership of Trudeau. And that is why I'm doing my best to meet with all the politicians that I can in the United States of America to ask them for help, to ask them to be aware of our situation because most people aren't, they've got a lot going on down here. They're in a big fight, but you know, the thing in America is that the, the, the governors, 
which I guess would would you say JT that's like the premieres in Canada? Yeah, yeah. So we don't have premieres that are standing up. Now we've got Mo complaining a little bit in Saskatchewan because the government is coming in and trying to go in and assess all of the farms in Saskatchewan. And Mo's saying, no, no, you better stay out. That's, you know, you're coming in private property. And, and he's like, blah, 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 trying to pretend to stand up for the people. We don't have anyone. I don't see it. You can just jabber on and on. Do you know what? They are in an all-out cultural war in the United States of America. They're coming against all the people that are talking about critical race theory. All the people that are sexualizing children, they are starting to put laws in. Governor DeSantis in Florida outlawing. You cannot even speak to a child before grade three about any of that gender crap. And I think that should be stronger, quite frankly. Do we have anything more? Because I, I've got a long list here, but I think that we should go. And uh, is that good? Did you got another video or anything you want to go over, guys? Because we got a lot of stuff, but it's already been, we've already been on the air for a while. I absolutely love being here with you. <laughs> and uh, I, I do appreciate that uh, you stay. Uh, our website is lauralyn.tv. And I'm just going to. And I just value all of you that are donating, that take the time to care for us. Uh, the only way that we are able to do this is because you support us. You will not see this content on CBC, CTV, or Global. In fact, the government, I'm not safe doing what I do in Canada because the government is trying to pass a bill that will force all of us independent producers to have to live up to some very stringent rules. They don't want us speaking about what we're speaking about. They hate us and we are like the prey to them. We are the prey. And when you contribute and you go to my website, lauralyn.tv, and you make a donation, you save us, you help us, you support the work that we're doing to bring the truth to Canada. And I appreciate it more than you will ever know. Uh, often when I'm writing thank yous to people, I say, I just appreciate it more than you could ever know. Because if, if we honestly do not have your support, um, I will have to go and try to get a job. And I know that Walmart, Costco are out. Uh, most companies don't see me as a, a good and viable employee because they might go into my social media posts and figure out that I've been talking about harming children. And for some reason, that's not politically correct. So thank you. When you write to me, you send an e-transfer at laurelynlive at protonmail.com. You help us more than you could ever know. And I thank you for that. I want to leave you with a scripture today. I love having my mornings with God. Let's see if I can get my glasses on here, JT, because my eyes. <laughs> you see them? Okay, thank you. <laughs> ah, do I look smarter? Oh, I should clean those. Uh, I hope that you take time with the Lord. I had my Bible gateway on last night. I was up in the middle of the night and uh, I couldn't sleep because things bother me. <laughs> so when, I, when I'm up, I pray. Sometimes I listen to Lance Wall now. I love him. Did you see his interview that I just had at the Clay Clark event? I got to meet Lance Wall now, one of my faves. And sometimes I watch what he's been talking about live. And sometimes I, um, sometimes I turn on Bible Gateway and I press play on the little speaker and I just allow the Word of God to get into my mind and my soul. I often fall asleep pretty fast. 
The devil doesn't like to hang out with me when I'm having the word of God out loud around my being. My husband even lets me, just sleeps right through it. Puts him to sleep too. <laughs> All right, Jeremiah 5 verse 12. They have lied about the Lord. They said he will do nothing and no harm will come to us. We will never see sword or famine. The prophets are but wind and the word is not in them. So let what they say be done to them. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says. Because the people have spoken these words, I will make my words in your mouth a fire. And these people, the wood, to consume it. Um, so Jeremiah had to face that there was all these prophetic words that were going out about what the Lord would do to that land. And on Jeremiah's heart, God had given him a different message. People of Israel, declares the Lord, I am bringing a distant nation against you, an ancient and enduring nation, a people whose language you do not know, whose speech you do not understand. God was saying to the children of Israel, as judgment, he was going to bring a land against them. I was kind of shocked by this portion of scripture because God was actually reprimanding the prophets. God was reprimanding those who were saying, peace, peace, everything will be fine. God's gonna fix it. God was reprimanding them through Jeremiah. And he said, their quivers are like an open grave. All of them are mighty warriors. They will devour your harvests and food, devour your sons and daughters. They will devour your flocks and herds, devour your vines and fig trees. With the sword, they will destroy the fortified cities in which you trust. They were talking about food sources being demolished. Isn't it funny how um, history repeats itself? Do you know, um, I put up on my Facebook that China is now going to use some sort of seeding of the skies in order to try to produce rain because there's a drought going on. Yet even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not destroy you completely. And when the people ask, why has the Lord our God done all of this to us? You will tell them, as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land, so now you will serve foreigners in a land not your own. Let's talk about that tomorrow. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.